0: We are continuing our sermon series called The Seven Letters. Um, we've already done three of the letters. And what we're doing is we're breaking down the seven letters that Jesus spoke to in the book of Revelation. So have you guys been excited about the sermon series? You guys like it? Good. Um, it's, one of those, it's one of those things where it's like we, um, we're, we're reading it because there's corrections, and, and there's encouragements uh, to each of the churches, so we're, we're gleaning on that and see, seeing what is it that's being written to them that we can take and apply, make applicable to the 21st century church. So um, let, us, let us go ahead and dive right on in. Today, we have the letter to uh, Tyra. and so that is going to be found in Revelation chapter 2. Verse 18 through 29. So we'll give you a chance to get there. And my PowerPoint is taking forever to load up. Why is it taking forever? And as that's loading, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, God. And that's why, God, we've come here. It's to meet with you today, Lord. And I believe that you want to speak to each and every one of us. And God, thank you that you speak through your word. God, thank you that your word is powerful, it's active. God, it's sharper than any double edged sword. And Lord, we come uh, to you today. God, not wanting to change and define your word. God, we want you to change and define our lives and our hearts. God, would you mold us to what, God, you desire. God, would you mold our hearts and condition us that we can align with your standard and your love and your grace and your mercy and your kingdom. So, Father, we thank you for this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. When we were having our, when we were having our worship uh, setting last night, and uh, it was just an incredible uh, experience. Uh, these guys were, were truly amazing. I told him I said, we'll have to get you guys back again because they were just, it was just phenomenal. Um, and as we're and as we were worshiping, I just had this this thought, and I've seen it and I've read it before, where the scripture talks about like when when certain people would, would have to go and see a king, and so when like say for instance when you look in the scripture and you see where Joseph's and and he's stinky and smelly and he's in the dungeon and he's getting ready to go see uh, the king of Pharaoh, does anybody remember what they do? They give him a bath right? They shave him, right? They clean him up. And what they do is they make that person presentable to this figure, this icon, this king of the country, because he is set apart from everyone else, right? He's on a throne, right? He is the ruler. And kind of in the same context, when we, when we look in scriptures, and, and I think we kind of get things kind of mushy and meshy because of the grace of God giving us access to Christ and giving us access to the Father, that we can sometimes not understand that, that when we actually go before him, the Lord is calling us to come before him in a holy manner, right? He says, without holiness, no one will see God. So are you guys ready to get into the, this uh, fourth letter? So the thing about this fourth letter, there's always, it's, it's, it's tough. There is a rebuke on this one. Are you guys ready for it? Do you got it? You're going to pinch your cheeks? You're going to tighten those up as you take that little spanking today? Um, Yeah, I mean, the scripture, the Bible says that it is for teaching, correcting, rebuking, and training in righteousness, right? So teaching, right? Training. Rebuking. That's the one, right? Let's listen. Well, people we don't want to rebuke anybody. That's the Bible, Right? You know, how many, of, how many of us have ever been on a, a played on, a, on a, played in a sport, have a coach? There's somebody that's, that's looking at your performance and saying, hey, tighten up this, clean up this, do better than this. And you know, in the same way, we have the Holy Spirit that lives in us that does the same thing. So let's get into the word. You guys ready? Yes. Revelation. You either love it or hate it. Revelation chapter two, verse eighteen through twenty-nine. We're going to start in verse eighteen. It says, and "To the angel of the church in Thyatira, write the words of the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire, and whose feet are like burnished bronze." You remember a few years ago when, when, when all of the stuff at burnished bronze, like burnished bronze, uh you know, light switches and burnished bronze, yeah. you know, like, it, so, well, I actually have a picture that will show like that, so you get kind of a feel of what that is. So it says, his feet are like burnished bronze, verse 19, I know your works, your love and faith and service and patient endurance, and that your latter works exceed your first. That's really interesting. He's saying what you're doing now is greater than what you did when you first started. It's pretty awesome. Verse 20, but I have this against you. Uh-oh. Have you ever had somebody
1: come up to you and say, you know, I really like you, but. <laughs> <laughs> but.
0: So he's telling him, I, I love it. What did I say uh, a few weeks ago? I said, God does, he does the sandwich method, right? He says, let me just tell you a little bit of how you're doing good. And then he's going to put the meat, which is kind of the, the correction And then he's going to end it with that nice slice of bread and like, okay, but locate this. Here, let me tell you. So he's going to sandwich it. So he's like, I I know your good works, your love and faithful service, your patient endurance. He's like, I know this, your latter works exceed your first. That sounds good. You're like, thank you, Lord. I'm doing good. But I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel. See, we've been serving the Lord long enough. We call her (laughs) Jezzy. Who calls herself a prophetess, self-proclaimed, right? and is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality and to eat food sacrificed to idols. Verse 21. I love this verse. I love this verse. I gave her time to repent. God's great mercy. But she refused to repent of her sexual immorality. Behold, I will throw her on a sickbed to those who commit adultery with her, and I will throw into great tribulation unless... They repent of her works. Isn't that interesting? It's basically saying all the people that are doing what she's doing, they need to repent of what she started. Verse 23. I will strike her children dead. Ooh, I told you, this is tough, ain't it? Mm. And all the churches will know that I am he who searches the mind and heart, and I will give to each of you according to your works. Say works. works. But to the rest of you in Thyatira who do not hold this teaching, who have not learned what some call the deep things of Satan, to you I say, do not lay on you any other burden. Verse 25, only hold fast to what you have until I come. The one who conquers and who keeps my works until the end to him, I will give authority over the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron as When earthen pots are broken into pieces, even as I myself have received authority from my Father, I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Amen. Go home now. Let's break this down a little bit here. So we've been breaking this down every week. So we're gonna talk a little, we're gonna give you what the description of Christ is, the commendation, the rebuke, the solution, the consequence of disobedience and the promise for the conquerors. Number one the description of Christ. And when it's, if we've noticed when we've been watching or when we've been uh, going through these letters together, each description of Christ is different, right? For example, last week or or last time we were talking about the description of Christ, it said that, uh, that he was, um, that he was described uh, as the first and the last the one who died and who came to life and then in this letter he's described as the one who has eyes like a flame of fire and feet like burnished bronze the commendation as he's telling me he's like you guys are growing in your love like you guys are doing it you're getting it there's evidence in your deeds and service man you guys are you guys are about it you're 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 taking care of business you're, what you're doing now is better than what you did before that's awesome then there's the rebuke, and he's what is he saying to them? He's telling them, and my wife has been saying this for years. They had lack of discernment. They tolerated heresy. My wife asked, She's like, Where is the discernment in the house of God? Like seriously, like, like where is it? What happened to it? Now we just now we just do whatever we want to do. We just receive it all. We're just like, where's the discernment? Isn't that a isn't that a spiritual gift? We need to pray that thing back into people's lives. Seriously, come on. Like, really? Like, like, if somebody comes to you, like, in a seducing or manipulative or deceptive way, you should have the ability to be able to call that out. And if
1: you can't, that's why, that, that's why they start cults. How do you know you're not in a cult right now? Wow.
0: Oh, I'm to work. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, he said, I'm trying to be. <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs>
1: weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tolerating heresy. Well, that's what it is. You know, heresy is where somebody will take something like, like they'll take a piece of the word and then they manipulate it in for a selfish ambition. And that's what, that's what, and we're going to get into a little bit of what that is. We're going to get into tolerance and, and heresy and that stuff. And what's the solution? He's like, you know what, what you got to do is you got to hold fast. You got to hold on. Just like, keep on, hold on. Don't give up. Don't quit. The consequences of the disobedience It says, each one he's going to give the works they deserve. Ooh. Aren't you glad? Seriously, friends, aren't you glad that we don't always get what we deserve? Man. And then the promise for the conquerors are, given the morning star and authority over the nations. So let's break these down. Let's break down some of these verses. So verse 18, um, when he he goes into it, he's talking about himself. And he says, you know, he's the... You know, the one with the eyes like fire and the one with the uh, feet like furnished bronze. And so if you know anything about uh, the Thy- Thyatira, um, they had metal workers um, in their time. So, so this imagery kind of invokes like this kind of... I love it how Jesus gives descriptions and, and connects with people on their level. I love that. Yeah. Right? Like seriously, like he's talking to a bunch of shepherds and he's calling himself what? The good shepherd. Yeah. And he's talking to them about, you know rods and staffs, and he's talking to a bunch of farmers, and he's saying, you know, you sow a seed here, sow a seed, because he's so good like that, so the Lord is coming, and, and, and these guys who have metal workers, and then also, obviously, it's, it's a reflection in the book of Ezekiel, and it talks about the glory of God, and it talks, you know, it gives us like, like him, like seeing him in these, in these light, and it says his fiery eyes, now, I love this, friends, because this is the thing, the, 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 the Bible says that the Lord searches to and fro, right, like he looks, he's searching, what is he searching for? And as he's searching, he's searching the heart and minds of us. So nothing that we do or nothing that we think is going to overstep God. Like, we can't pull one over on the Lord. Like, you might be able to pull one over on Josh Hester. Seriously. Like, a lot of times when people come to church, they put on their best face, and that's fine. You might be able to pull one off over on me, but you can't pull one over on Jesus. Like, I don't know what's in your heart, I don't know what's in your mind, but he does. <laughs> and, and you're not serving me, you're serving him, right? Like, my job is to point you to the king, that you can serve and love on him. So, if, so if this is kind of a picture, you can go to the next slide. This is kind of a picture, like, if you were to, like, you know, see, like, what burnished bronze was. So his feet were, like, on fire. My feet are on fire. And then there's a little, like, if you ever had, like, I remember, I think back it was early 2000s when we, like, redid our house and we got, like, you know, the lights and all the other stuff, and it was, like, in that... Now it's, what is, uh, nickel now, is that what they're, uh, finished nickel, bronze, I don't know, was it bronze, bronze, Brush nickel, yeah, so, am I talking over you guys' heads, do you guys know what I'm talking about, yeah, no, okay, good, good, some people, they, you know, they like to do, you know, whatever, so, so that's just kind of a picture of what it looks like when you're thinking of, like, furnished bronze or whatever, let's go to the next verse here, verse uh, 19 through 20. So he's, he's talking about their strengths and weaknesses. Remember when I talked about the sandwich and he says, and their strengths, he said, um, it's, it's very interesting because it's actually inverted from the first church, the first letter, because the first letter was the book of Ephesus and he told them, uh, that they needed to come back to their first love and that they need to go back and do the works at first and that they actually had doctrinal vigilance. Like, like, they're good. Like, their doctrine was solid. Like, they had discernment. Like, they didn't tolerate sin, but they had to go back to the And But then it's completely opposite. And Thyatira, they're like, wait, hold on. You're getting deceived. You need some discernment, even though your works right now are better than what you did at first. Tyra is strong in love, faithful in service to God. The later works exceeded the first works. That's incredible. But they lacked discernment, and they tolerated this woman, Jezzy. Look at your neighbor and say, Jezzy. Jezzy. Tolerated heresy. So what's tolerate? Tolerate, if you look at the word tolerate in the dictionary, you're going to get something like this. Tolerate means to allow the existence, or occurrence, or practice of something that one does not necessarily agree with without interference, except in something unpleasant or disliked. And that's just like, just like a regular tolerance. This is the thing, though, friends. Remember when I talked about earlier in the uh, uh, when we were talking, and I said, God... Uh, is like he's a, he's a king. He's 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 on a throne, and and we see very we see of, of various pictures in the Old Testament where people would have to present themselves in a manner where they could come before the king, right? Right, right. We've seen that. Right. We saw that with Joseph. You see that. You see that with Esther. You see that. So 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 if that is an earthly king, and they had to prepare themselves, God created the heavens and the earth. He has he has created the heavens for us. So he has a standard, right? What is the standard? Holiness. And so it says, without holiness, no one can see God. So so when we're talking about tolerating sin, we're not talking about us, what we call sin. It's what God calls sin. Come on, and we gotta get that very, we gotta gotta, uh, differentiate that thing because there's a lot of things that people are calling sin that are not sin, and then there's a lot of sin that people aren't calling that is sin. How do you know what sin is? The Bible tells your friends. Right? Like, I didn't make this stuff up. This stuff is like right, God created. He breathed on his word. And these are, this is his standard. Like, if you were to go to another country, there are some places, if you were to walk into their house, you have to take their shoes off. If you had your shoes on, that's disrespect. So for you to walk into their house, you take your shoes off right? I mean, the, uh, you guys lived in Japan for a while. Wouldn't that be disrespectful? Like if you had your shoes on, you got to take your shoes off and then they usually have like house shoes or sandals that you put on. So you walk into the house. Could you imagine that? I mean, we're just so used to just walking into somebody's house and just having your shoes on. But in certain cultures, like you go over to like an Asian culture, you got to take your shoes off. In some cultures, you got to wash your feet, right. put on their house shoes, and then you can come into the house. And that's just here on Earth, friends. We got a God who is separate from us, right? He's holy. What does holy mean? He's set apart, he's, right? He's, he's not us. We put, we put our own thoughts, our own, and so no, he is him. So he came up with the standard. He said, look, friends, for you to be with me forever, these are the things that I call sin. It's quiet in here. I didn't call it sin. The Bible called it sin, right? Like For instance, like, like if, like if I allow you into my house, you know, I really don't have a standard. So like, just don't smell bad. Don't have mud on your shoes. You can pretty much come into my refrigerator and help yourself, right? I mean, Jeremy doesn't even knock anymore. He just comes in, just, you know, help yourself, right? But God has a standard. And so for us to be with him forever, these are the things that he talks about. So when he's bringing correction to the church, he's bringing correction in these letters, he's telling them these are the things that, that you're doing that, that I don't agree with. Are you guys with me? Are you good? Yeah. Good. Tolerate.
1: So, why, so why, why do we tolerate sin? Why? Because it feels good. Right? Like, seriously, like, like if,
0: how can I say this? Jesus said this, or, or not Jesus, Joshua said this. He said, choose this day whom you want to serve. Like he said, if you want to serve, you know, the Amorites and the Amicalites and you want to do that, then go do that. Like, if that's, what you, if that's what your heart's desire to do, then do it. But he said, but as for me and my house, I choose to serve the Lord. So if you're choosing to serve the Lord, then you've got to serve the Lord in the context in which he has set the standard to be served, right? Seriously. Like, we don't give, we don't give any, uh, like, if somebody has to be a lawyer, we want them to have a standard of understanding law, right? Like, if somebody is a doctor, you want them to have, <laughs> you're going under the knife, what if, what, if, what if you're prepping yourself for surgery and you're, and you're laying on that table and, and your surgeon says, you know what? I really didn't take doctor lessons. I got this PhD off the internet, paid 50 bucks. I think you would have a hard time undergoing that surgery, correct? Yeah. Right? And that's the standard that we have for people, friends. That's the standard that we have for one another. God has the standard that he has set for us. And it's not on an unreachable standard. It is apart from Christ. And so, friends, we're called to this standard of holiness. And people don't preach holiness anymore. But So, so why, why does the church tolerate sin? The church tolerates sin because
1: it feels good. It feels good. Right? Like, if sin sucked, no one would do it. Right, seriously, come on, right.
0: Like, like if there's things like, anybody here like Brussels sprouts? Okay, okay. You, if you okay, agree with me. If you do not like Brussels sprouts, raise your hand. Yeah. Look at that. See, look at that. Church divided. Uh, we. <laughs> I don't like the Brussels sprouts. So, so right. So I mean, maybe maybe I haven't maybe somebody haven't cooked them correctly or whatever. I don't know. Okay. So to me, not eating Brussels sprouts is no big deal. Right. So sin is pleasurable. It's something that that we enjoy. Our flesh wants it. So you have to withstand, resist, tell yourself no from it. We got to say no to our sinful nature, our flesh, and we got to say yes to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus. That's what it is. When you say yes to Christ, friends, you're saying no to yourself. You're saying no to your sinful nature. You're saying no to your selfish nature, and you're saying yes to Christ and you're, you're yielding yourself to him. And you're saying, Christ, I want to serve you. and I want to live for you. If you're going to be in his house, you got to abide by his rules. (laughs) It's tight, but it's right. So then he goes on and he talks about this self-proclaimed prophetess. And it said uh, that she endorsed idolatry and and, uh, sexual immorality. And it's interesting because uh, this woman is called Jezebel. And every time you think of Jezebel, you think of the Old Testament version of Jezebel who was the woman that was married to Ahab who imposed Baal worship in the northern kingdom of Israel and also she imposed violence on those prophets. And why was she, why was she trying to kill the prophets? Because they were prophesying against how she felt. Okay. Why, is there, why, is there such, why is there such a division and a rise against people who are preaching the truth? And I'm not talking about the dogmatic... Like, like Bible slapping people. I'm talking about like people who are generally just loving people and, and, and preaching the truth because it goes against our flesh and our sinful nature. So this Jesse, she leads people astray as well, kind of like the prostitute in Babylon in Revelation uh, uh, 17,
1: seducing through pleasure. She seduces them through, pro- through pleasure and they tolerate it. You guys stay with me?
0: And then in verse 21, I love this. I absolutely love this. And then Jesus actually, the Lord gave her time to repent. God's mercy. And they also gave, I think, the church time to saying, hey,
1: look, you need to stop. Gave her time to repent. God's great mercy. God doesn't wish that any would perish. He didn't wish that
0: any would perish. If you can think of the most you can think of the most disgusting, vile human being on the face of the planet. God still has mercy and wants them too. Right? Like, like no one is irredeemable. And so, you, I mean, we in the church, we automatically think of like, you think of Ahab and Jezebel and, and all that, and you're like, you know, wrath and irredeemable and all this other stuff. And yet God gave her mercy and, and gave them the ability to have time. And then it goes on uh, to say that she actually created spiritual children. What's a spiritual child? And that's that's where it gets scary. When your belief system that is heretical, that is contradictory to the word of God, and you create disciples of your heretical beliefs. It's scary because not only now are you led astray, you're leading others astray. And that's what gets scary. The scripture says that it is better for somebody to, to tie a millstone around his neck and throw himself into the water than to cause
1: someone else to stumble. Man, it's so quiet up in here. (laughs) Y'all are like, ooh.
0: It's gotta be, friends, right? This is like, the Lord is not, not only was he bringing this correction and encouragement to Thyatira, he's talking to us too, still to this day. And so then he goes on and he says, he talks about these spiritual children um, and he talks about like a sick bed, great tribulation and children struck dead.
1: That's why people just like skip Revelation when they're reading. They're like, I don't know about all this. Because it's tough, right?
0: Let's continue on here. Verse 24 and 25. Jesus distinguishes between the believers uh, from those who uh, abandon God's word in search of these deep things of Satan.
1: Deceptive promises of spiritual Secret knowledge. It's still happening today. Because there's this like, I don't know, any way that God can get you off of off of a pure
0: devotion to Christ, He's gonna do it. Oh, come in, let me let me tell you the secrets, <laughs> the deep things of Satan. And then he tells them, he says, hold fast. Now in Revelation chapter 3, the next chapter, he tells them, he says, hold fast to what you have so that no one takes your crown. That's one of the other letters that we'll read later on. What does hold fast mean? Hold on, don't let go. Hold on. Think of like the person who's hanging off the side of a cliff, and it's like life or death. Like, (laughs) you better not let go. Don't let go. Next few verses here. Verse 26 through 28. It says, Jesus will share with the conquerors his authority over the nations to rule. Wow. And then it says he's going to give them the morning star. Some scholars believe that that morning star is Jesus himself. I don't know. The morning star is actually lowercase in the book of Revelation. It's not uppercase like it's normally when it's talking about the morning star. But that word morning star, and so I'm going to just say I don't know. uh, Because that word word morning star is actually... uh, uh, proneos, and it means early morning, belonging to the morning, or breaking. So he says, "I'm going to give you," and then this word, uh, proneos, uh, in the Greek. So I really don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean, I studied it, and other people had all these things, and I'm like, "Let me just tell you what this means." He's like, "I'm going to give you the morning star," and what that word is is the early morning, belonging to the morning, and breaking. So if you in here knows if you know what that means, just tell me right now. We can do. We can like inspire and enlighten everyone. No one knows. Good. We're all together. (laughs) There's things that are just like, we don't understand, right? Like, it's okay to say that, especially when it comes to the book of Revelation. We have thoughts about it. Scholars have ideas and beliefs, but there's just some things that just aren't really explained to us. So what does that mean? He says, I'm going to give you the morning star. And he's basically saying, I'm going to give you the morning. I'm going to give you the breaking. I'm going to give you the belonging to the morning. What? Okay. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to hold on and you're going to give me whatever that is. (laughs) you know, and maybe, maybe it is, maybe it was, maybe it was a a Greek depiction of Jesus. I don't know. I'll take him too. Every day.
1: Yes, Lord. You have thoughts? Share them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Okay. Ooh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. See? Yeah.
0: In the morning, right in the morning, that fresh. Ooh, yes, I love that.
1: I received that. How many of y'all want that? That early morning. Yes, Lord. I love it. Any other thoughts on that? Cool.
0: Um, next few verses. <laughs> um, so funny
1: uh i i totally skip i totally skipped this whole uh this whole part here yeah he was yep. yeah yeah um i'm
0: gonna jump back to uh verse twenty one through twenty three because I missed something on here um jesus uh when he's talking about um like giving them time to repent, giving god's mercy um he said you know that you know that you know she's leading them astray. Um, they're gonna, you know, go through sick bed, tribulation, uh, children struck dead, all of that stuff, and then he goes on and he says, "I search the heart and mind." He says, "I am He who searches the heart and mind." For all you uh, zeers, you know what he's basically you know what Jesus is saying? I am that guy. I am. I am He. I am that guy. Verse twenty-six through through twenty-eight. Uh, he gives us the authority to rule in the nations. He gives us the morning star. Like I said, some scholars believe is Jesus Himself. And then he says to him who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. So these are these are the takeaways. You guys ready for the takeaways? One, two, and three. Number one, friends, we need to grow in godliness and works. We need to grow in godliness. What do we need? Absolutely, we need discernment, friends. We need discernment. Like discerning of spirits, discerning of the times. We need discernment. We need to grow in godliness. Friends, we need to grow, we need to grow in. Uh, in character and works. What's works? I mean if if, if he can tell if he can tell Thyatira that their later works are greater than their first works, you know how many of us have ever heard the statistic that when a person commits their life to Christ within the first two or three years, they usually do uh, the most that they'll ever do for the kingdom. Have you ever heard those statistics? I mean, you know, statistics could be lies or whatever, but, you know, that's for the most part when, for, when people first commit their life to Christ, it's like when you, when you get married in like the first few years, like you're going on honeymoons and before kids and you love each other and then you, get, then you get into the grind of life and you're working jobs and you're raising kids and you're doing all this other stuff and then hopefully they move out and then you go back to being in love again. But... Um, <laughs> so God is telling him right if you're what he said the long waits right God told him that their that their later works were better were greater than their first works it means like they started small and worked their way up to doing greater works in the end hopefully here later uh, if you've been serving the Lord uh, for a, a prolonged period of time hopefully now what what you've committed to now is in a greater capacity than what you did when you first committed your life to Christ. Okay. Hopefully, if not, get there. Okay. We can all get there together. Let's do it. Okay. So we can grow in works, right? We can grow in works, okay. right? Works aren't going to save you. You're not going to be saved by them, right? It's not by works when no man can boast. Because if it was, we could be sitting around boasting, be like, hey, Jeremy, how many works did you do this week? Oh, three? I did four. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> right? It's It's not by works that no man can boast. It's by grace through faith. The works is because of the love that we have for Him, right? Right? I I I love having a fan. It's so amazing. Friends, get you a fan. My wife is my greatest fan. Thank you. So number one, friends, grow in godliness and works. Number two, friends, do not tolerate sin don't tolerate sin and what is sin sin is anything that the bible calls sin right yeah. not things like cuz we had the we called the we called it the holiness movement where everything under the sun was sin right right women don't wear makeup that's sin right guys don't you know have long hair that's sin that's right that's no that's that's man that's flesh right traditions of man let's separate those things Right, I have, a, I have an argument for every one of all of that stuff. We could sit here and I can argue all that stuff. Because cause there's, cause you see in the Bible, you see both of them. So like where people are like, well, the Bible says in the New Testament, men shouldn't have long hair. But the, but the Bible said that, a, that Samson's, his long hair was his covenant. So get out of here. Yeah. See, like I said, we can, we can go with all of them. So, so it's what the Bible calls sin right? You want to know what the Bible says about sin? Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, go to Galatians chapter 5. I mean, it tells us specifically like what sin is. And so we can't tolerate that as a body of believers.
1: Are you guys good? Let me say this. My wife and I were just talking about this um,
0: maybe a few months ago. Friends, don't let sin change your theology. Like sin today is changing people's theology. Like people's theology is changing because they're allowing sin into their life so then now they're
1: redefining what sin is. It was sin then and it's sin now.
0: Seriously, like the Ten Commandments. It was sin then, it's still sin now. Well, Jesus came to, yes, but he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, love your soul, and you are doing what? You're fulfilling all of those, right? If lying was sin, then lying is sin now. Oh, that's the one that no one really cares about. But do you want to be? But do you want to be a? Per- listen, okay. Shut up, Josh. No. Yes, I'm gonna talk. Um, listen to me. Just I, let me just talk about. Let me just talk about lying real quick. Ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Please say please. spank me. No, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. I know. That's what I said. Don't say that. I know. Help me, Lord. Okay. So this is the thing. Listen, if you lie, you're speaking the language of Satan because he is a father of lies, and that's all he speaks. So if you tolerate lying in your life, then you're tolerating the language of the devil.
1: Okay. See? I want to be a man of integrity. Right? If I I want to do
0: what I say, I want to say what I do. I want to be a person that that if I say I'm going to do something, I want to do it. And if I can't do it, let me just say it. Let me not come up with an excuse of why I can't do it. For example, (laughs) so I say if I don't know if I I don't really want to do it, (laughs) I'm like I don't know maybe. (laughs) Um, uh, I've been going I've been going through this thing here, uh, and and I'm not trying to put anybody out there, but um, like you don't have to give an excuse for something. You don't have to make up a story, for why you can't do something. Just tell them you can't do it. Like, like, just like you don't have to. Like, or or just be like Aunt Margaret, who's bold. And she's like, I don't want to go. Sorry, I'm not coming. <laughs> like, we feel like we have to come up with an excuse. Oh, I'm sick. Oh,
1: I'm this. No, you don't have to do that. Just say, Hey, I can't make it. I'm sorry. It's okay, right? You don't have to give. We feel like we have to explain
0: ourselves. We have to come up with this big, huge story of why it happened. No, you know, sorry, I
1: can't make it. Or you know, something came up or whatever. So don't let sin, I'm saying all this, friends, don't let sin change your theology. Should I go there? Why not? <laughs> 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 hey,
0: hey. <laughs> this is the thing, friends. I'm saying this, I'm saying this with, uh, with the greatest heart of, of love, I'm telling you we as a church have such we've so
1: tolerated sexual immorality we we've 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 we we just do it i mean
0: i mean why are there so many sexual scandals that happen in the church so we've tolerated it and I'm, and I'm saying that, and I promise you, on everything that is good and holy, I'm not standing up here condemning because the, the minute I look down at somebody is, is yeah. be careful when you, take, you stand lest you fall. Friends, I've had many people who I've looked at as men of God in my life who have fallen sexually, and it's scary. Yeah. And if you don't know, as she has said a million times, my wife will start a jail ministry.
1: Like this is the thing. Like Like if you like seriously like like if there's a part of
0: your life that wants sin, like don't stay don't say, "Well, I'm in the church and I'm going to do this and I'm gonna, and I'm going to be in Christ and I'm going to be in sin." No, just like go and sin. Like if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, like seriously like like do one or the other, right? Like Jesus said, "Don't be hot or cold." Like just do it. Like if you don't want if you, if you don't Listen, friends. If, 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 serving the, if serving the Lord is too hard, then, then either, either suck it up
1: or give up. Don't give up. Like, 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 you have, like you have an option. Do it or
0: don't do it. Don't be in the like, between like, I want to do it, but I don't want to do it. I love Jesus, but I love my flesh.
1: Right? I'm in the church and yet I'm sleeping with every woman that I see in the church? No, I'm telling, I'm telling you people that I know that go to church. Come on, man. I'm not talking about Josh, okay? I'm just saying, I'm talking about in, in, in general. Like, choose. Like, Ah. Uh, Okay, sorry.
0: And then three friends, hold on, no matter what, don't let go. Like he tells them, he says, hold on. And this is the thing. Why is heaven such a beautiful and incredible treasure and prize? Because it's hard fought.
1: It's hard fought. It's hard fought. Like, think of this. Like, if becoming a, a millionaire was easy, everybody would do it. Right? Like, like, if looking like
0: Arnold uh, was easy, everybody would look like Arnold. Right? Arnold, right? Like, like think of, you, you know, th- there are certain people who, you know, they fought to get that thing that they thought was most desirable to them. Okay? They fought for it. And even though that was something that they fought for, they got. Well, this is the thing, friends, if... If you want heaven, if you want Christ, if you want the Lord, you gotta fight for it. And that means holding on and not letting go. And has anyone in here ever been in a place in your relationship with God where you're like, this is too hard, this is too hu- too tough, I feel like I want to quit? Have you ever been there? If you haven't been there yet, you're going to. Because all of us are tested. God's gonna test all of us. He's gonna, he's gonna see like, like, like. Can you handle this? Like, are you are you really like are you really about this? Right. Like you say you love me, but do you really? Like he, he does. God tests the hearts of minds of believers. Like we, we get tested. And so out of that, and that's why the scripture talks about talks about the four soils and the second soil, it says, it says that they didn't grow root. Right. And when persecution and trial comes, they quickly wither away. So that's what God, Christ is seeing is, are you going to wither under trial? Or are you going to fight? Are you going to hold on? Are you going to say, God, I want you no matter what? Are you going to be, are you going to be like, uh, like Job? He said, naked did I come, naked will I go. Blessed be the name of the Lord after everything was taken from him, except that nagging wife. The devil kept her there. He was like, she's about to be an instrument of mine. <laughs> <laughs> tell me I'm lying. It's the truth. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take that, I'm going to leave her. <laughs> She's about to help me. Because <laughs> what did she say? Job, curse God and die. I mean, you're discouraged and then your life partner's telling you to give up. Yeah. Right, well, she, had more kids. she did have more kids. Lord bless her. She had, she had weakness, you know, they are weak. but he said, naked did I come, naked will I go, blessed be the name of the Lord. And sometimes the Lord will do that. Maybe you're going through stuff right now and you think like maybe you're doing something wrong, but sometimes, friends, when you're going through stuff, it's because you're doing something right. Sometimes you're doing something right. I, I, I think that sometimes we get this like religious inclination, and Jesus had to correct it. The disciples said, Lord, whose sin is it that this man was born blind? Why, is this guy, why was this guy born like this? Why is he going through all this stuff? What kind of sin was brought into their family and their relationship, this, that, and the other? And we have this thing where we want to uh, apply somebody's sinful situation to what they're going through. Friends, And that's religion. Yeah.
1: Sometimes they can be going through stuff, and there isn't no sin. And he said it's for the glory of God. I don't know. I don't know why some of the most godly people that I know died early. I don't know. I don't know.
0: There's a lot of people. Joy and I were just talking about this the other night. We're like, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and -and and -and and -and so-and-so. People in our life who are younger. Some people who are in my life, they died at my age right now. (laughs) Like, Lord Jesus, hold on to what you have. Don't let go no matter what, friends. Let's pray. Father, we want to come before you, Lord Jesus and uh, God. Um, God, we don't... uh, God, we don't want any of this to, to be condemning because it's not. Lord, none, none, your word is not ever meant to condemn us. Condemnation is of the enemy. Holy Spirit brings conviction. Condemnation is of the devil because there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit. So, Lord, we thank you right now, God, in the name of Jesus, God, if there is a condemning... Uh, a thought process in our hearts, we rebuke that in the name of Jesus. But Lord, we thank you, Holy Spirit. We want to have conviction, which is that uncomfortability in our hearts and our minds when we are out of alignment from our Father. So, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, we pray that you would stretch us, God. We pray for the church right now, God. Lord, there's so much going on, God. There's there's so many so many things that are that are being. Uh, tolerated and received and, 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 and people are being deceived, God. Jesus. God, we're in a, a time of a great divide in, in the church, Lord. And God, I believe that, Lord, that you're calling people up. You're calling them to stand on truth. You're calling us, God, not to, to give way to, to false beliefs and false uh, thinking and false lies and deceptiveness and deceptive heresies and all of these other things that want to pull us away from our true and pure devotion to Christ. So, Lord, I speak protection and blessing and encouragement and strength. God, I, spring, I, I pray that you would sprinkle courage and life, God, and, and great grace to be upon, God, each of your sons and daughters in this place today. God, I pray that you would breathe on us just like you, you breathed on the disciples God, in John 22, uh, God, where, where you said receive the Holy Spirit and you breathed on them, and, and God, they received that fresh breath. God, your word says that times of refreshing will come upon us in the book of Acts. And God, I believe that many of your uh, sons and daughters in here need to be refreshed, God, with strength. God, need to be, restre- need to be refreshed with resolve. God, need to be refreshed with, uh, God, the ability to say yes to you and no to their selfish, sinful nature, God. So, Lord, give us the capacity, the courage to say yes to you. Lord, I pray that our hearts would have this resolve, that we would choose, God, to serve the king of kings and not try to serve our our own kingdom or our own flesh or our own nature. Lord, I pray that we are going to be the type that, God, take your word and we, God, adjust our lifestyle to match your word instead of trying to adjust the word of God to match our lifestyle. We stand on your word today. And if you need extra grace or extra strength or extra help from the Lord, I'll just give you just a a, a few moments. Just pray to the Lord today. Just out of your own words, you can go ahead and whisper it. Just give you a few moments. The Bible says that we can boldly come to the throne of grace
1: whenever we're in time of need. Friends, what do you need? Ask the Lord for it. Ask the Lord for it. And boldly. Maybe there's some sin in your life. You want
0: to say, I want to stop tolerating this. Maybe you've been facing fear on a daily basis that you need to give over to the Lord. Maybe you've just been
1: dealing with anxiety over and over and over again. You need the peace of the Lord in your life. The Bible
0: says the peace that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. Maybe you've been dealing with a lot of anger. Maybe there's some unforgiveness and some bitterness that's kind of hiding in there. Some people that did some things,
1: said some things, and you just haven't let it go. Maybe you're, maybe, maybe you're offended at somebody. Maybe I just offended you by preaching the gospel. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. I'm going to just pray in the Spirit for a moment. Friends, I know I usually don't do it um,
0: out loud, but you can have
1: it all, God. You can have it all. You can have it
0: all. You can have us all, Lord. God, I know every person that's in this place is here because, God, we want you. We want you in our life.
1: We want to honor you with our life, God. I want to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. So Lord, we got to keep our life in check. We got to keep our hearts in check. We got to keep our character in check. Forgive us for times when we compromise. Your truth forgive us for times we compromise for our own security
0: or or our own pleasure. God, we don't want to tolerate Jesse. God, we don't want to tolerate sin. We don't want to tolerate heresy. God, we don't want to tolerate those secret things. We don't tolerate any of that stuff, Lord. We want to just stay in your word, stay in your truth. We ask in Jesus' name. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you. May the Lord turn his face towards you,
1: and may he give you peace. In Jesus' name. And everybody said...